0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live Talk Radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to Lynn at pghcitypaper.com.
1: And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the show. And, oops, I'm getting my uh, repetition thing going here. Um. Okay. It's December, whatever the hell, day after Pearl Harbor, day 8th. And uh, the year, however, is 2021. Oh, guys, um, other than the fox uh, Christmas tree going up in flames, I I have nothing great to report. I am sorry. (laughs) What I have are questions. I realize I have so many questions and they seem they seem almost childlike um, because, you know, children ask questions that are often very hard to answer and the reason they're hard to answer often is because the question itself suggests <sighs> that the answer is not right. You know what I mean? I didn't do a very good job explaining that. I think one of the most humbling parts of parenting is when you get on the receiving end of one of those questions. Why is something like it is? Uh, Because the answer, I mean, the real answer is often because things are not as they should be (laughs) because people can be horrible because, and it's the kind of thing you don't want to say to a child. I was always at a total loss for words, um with so many questions that my kid asked me, and i I wondered how do other parents like have immediately something <laughs> something brilliant informative and uh comforting uh, to say at just the right language level because I sure as hell didn't I always opted for truth I thought I'll just tell him what I think of as the truth if he can't handle it he'll forget about it if it's not age appropriate he'll you know it'll just go into the dustbin of his uh, memory I have no idea but The questions I have now sound like those childlike questions.
0: Here's one. Why if
1: there are people serving life sentences all across this country For murder. Who never held the gun or the knife. Who may not have even been in the building. Or maybe waiting in the getaway car.
0: You know what I mean.
1: There's many, 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 many cases. The uh, Pittsburgh author, John Weidman's brother. Famously, spent almost his entire life, just got out, almost his entire life in Western Penitentiary, because a burglary that he was party to, but in the car, resulted in a death a murder committed by somebody else, but the way the law is, is if you, if you're part of the group that was intent on doing this crime and a death results, then you are every bit as guilty as the person who actually was there and pulled the trigger. You're a murderer.
0: So here's my question. Why if we know there are four dead, four murdered children in that school
1: in Michigan and we know that the parents of The kid who pulled the trigger
0: bought him the gun, never secured the gun,
1: gave it to the kid. When they were told by the school that the kid was exhibiting signs of concern, like drawing bloody pictures in class, looking up where to get ammunition in class, and they're called in, they laugh it off. And they, in fact, even say, no, we're not taking him home. Let him go back to class. This is ridiculous. And then an
0: hour later, 4 they're dead.
1: How is that not the same as what so many people are doing that is aiding and abetting
0: murder? And everybody
1: is going berserk. Well, this is not going to fly. This has never been done. Charging the parents this has never been done, is if all of a sudden parents have nothing, nothing whatsoever to do with their children, especially these parents. How are they not by virtue of the same laws that put so many people, black people in jail for their lives, How are these two in Michigan not facing that same kind of jeopardy? Because they are not. They are astonishingly facing some kind of jeopardy. They have been charged, which is what's making everybody swoon. Never been done. I don't think it's going to fly. Four dead children. Why? That's my question. Why? Isn't that the same as what, like, put Weidman's brother, Western Penn, for his life?
0: He didn't kill. He didn't pull a trigger. He made some bad choices. Mm -hmm. Well, I think so did they. did they? So that's one
1: question that occurred to me. Here's another, and I swear, I really don't know. When I saw the headlines, it was enough. I couldn't read the story. Self-protection. You may have read that there was, um, uh, the Justice Department had been looking into perhaps reopening the case of the
0: brutal lynching of a black child, Emmett Till. Now that seems like ancient history,
1: I suppose. But they were looking into it because, as it turns out, I think the woman who falsely charged Emma Till for what, ogling her or something? Is that what he did? Looking at her? She found in a lascivious kind of way?
0: Is still alive. She's lived a long life. I guess she's in her 80s. And she apparently said that
1: Emmett Till hadn't done that. Later, you know, after Emmett Till's been in his grave for God knows how long, and she's still alive.
0: Nobody went to jail. Nobody.
1: And there was this headline that said, "Justice Department closes Emmett Till investigation without charges."
0: And the Justice
1: Department has said they're just they couldn't find enough evidence. But if the main witness, the woman whose lie, causes a death, the brutal, terroristic death of that child. Visiting from the north, not knowing that little black boys can't even look in the direction of a fair-haired white woman when you're visiting the South. Now, maybe. It's true. They couldn't, they figured the way things work, we're never going to get a conviction. But why not try? Why not haul that 80 something year old friggin' murdering white woman into court? They do it to all those people who in their nineties, who aided and abetted the murder of, tens of thousands in the Holocaust, why not this? Woman. I I was wondering, would there have been concerns about the optics? Beds go after little old white lady in a case that's 70 years old? I don't know. But that's another
0: question I have. I've been burdened by questions. And here's another. Why? When there are some people, mostly poor and people of color,
1: rotting in our jails for having shoplifted what let's make it big shoplifted $60 worth of merchandise and that's after they had done two other such horrendous crimes and so three strikes you're out they're doing life okay the total value of all the the goods that they uh, lifted was out any weapons involved, stuff they took, maybe, let's give it $260, okay, worth of stuff, and they're spending their lives in jail. Because obviously they're hardened criminals.
0: Well, then, why when an old white guy Stuff valued at 70
1: million dollars, and he said this is an international crime wave because this guy was hanging on to over 180 stolen historical artifacts. Relics, priceless, really, but price, but prices get put on them.
0: Police all over the world were working on this case for four years.
1: They found that this guy had smuggled all of this loot. From 11 countries. Just so he, like a modern day Midas,
0: could have it in
1: his house. Yeah. Well, that is a story. Actually, it's in today's New York Times. Headline, a billionaire gives up looted relics worth $70 million. Okay, so this guy steals $70 million worth of stuff, and is he going to prison?
0: Know what he had to do? He had
1: to give it all back. And he had to promise, Never to try to illicitly get his hands on any more extraordinary pieces of antiquity.
0: That's his punishment. Seventy million. And I want to say, hi. I have some callers. Hello, caller. Go ahead, please.
2: Hello. Lynn? Yes. Okay. Uh, While I am loath to pick on schools. And the enormity of what they have to deal with these days, the other angle on this that I have not heard many people talk about at all is the school's culpability in this situation. I mean the parents me that's obvious, but when you and i'm and I'm telling you this as a a uh, clinical social worker who has worked in many schools and hospitals over my career and so on. The fact that this kid is sitting there in the office, apparently, as the sequence goes, um, having already seen the pictures that he drew, the comments that he made about voices Uh, And again, whether any of that's true or not, who knows? But, you know, if this were 1971, you could almost excuse the school for not pursuing any other action when they have the kid sitting in front of them. The fact that this is 50 years later and everything that we have lived through, what kind of bubble could this school district could have been existing in? To not, at the very least, pull in a counselor, or a school social worker, whatever, to have a discussion with this boy. or And also, just simply ask him to empty his backpack in the office while they're having the discussion. But they have this kid with pictures, with comments, with searching for ammunition online while in class. And then they have a discussion and basically apparently yeah. tell the parents that what they're okay. supposed to do is have him evaluated within forty forty-eight 48 hours or whatever, or get mental health mm-hmm. treatment. To me, that is gross irresponsibility. That's all. Is, OK. Is it criminal? Well, that's sure. That's that's the question. I mean, I, I think it's. It's it's a specious argument that the district attorney, as much as I applaud her trying to make the case, I, I think it's going to be questionable whether it even, you know, goes very far from the parents' end, let alone the school end. But I'm certainly glad she's pushing the envelope with it.
1: I am, too. And thank you. Thank you for okay. a great call. I appreciate it.
3: Take care. Bye.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, Why would not? The parents got the last uh, word. School wanted them to take him home. They said no. And the school acquiesces with what they already knew. Yeah, and an hour later.
0: All those lives. Destroyed. Uh
1: I know hindsight, always 2020, as they say, but living in the United States in 2021, after how many school shootings
0: since Columbine?
1: And you let that kid go back to class. As the caller said, you don't look in his backpack, you don't look in his locker.
0: Questions. Why? Is there another caller there. Hello.
4: Hello. Mm, hello. Hello. Yes. Hey, Lynn. Um, I don't know if you heard this, read this story or not. Kind of rank. I want to warn you. But um, I'm. News media said, I guess, you know, the sexual position, 69. Well, I guess right. it's been officially changed to 96 because of the cost of living, cost of eating out has gone up. So,
3: and,
1: okay, what brilliant, uh, what brilliant comedian uh, did and, that? Um, this is that,
4: huh? It, <laughs> I just read that on the no. Internet. That's why I told you it. but it's oh, okay. Right. But anyway. All right. Okay.
1: Anyway, All right, I, you.
4: Yeah, I know. It was a bad joke. But um, what I was going to say is, why these people, like you said about that kid, now everybody, it seems like the Republican Party is going to attack the uh, parents. You know what I mean? Hmm. It just seems that way. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Yep.
1: I don't. Uh, I, I mean, our so-called justice system is not a system of justice. It is not. Justice has often next to nothing to do with it.
4: Uh, it's 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 terrible. And to keep blocking Biden on all these vaccines, just to slow down the process, which is so ridiculous. These judges are appointed by Trump. I, I don't get mm-hmm.
1: it. So. Mm-hmm. I hear you. All right, you take your your lame jokes and be gone. Well, I
4: didn't write it. Didn't <laughs> well, yeah, I but you thought I on you
2: the
4: I didn't know if write it. it. All I, right. I, oh yeah. Well, I've heard worse on your show. <laughs> <So>. uh, okay. <laughs> okay. See you later. All righty.
1: Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Some uh, more wise. I understand the uh oh is it the House? Somebody the Congress just passed the
0: defense budget.
1: Closing in on a trillion bucks or something. It's bigger than last year's budget?
0: They're bigger every year.
1: So my question is why after the United States pulled out of Afghanistan and has ended the longest war in American history, why
0: does the defense budget will go up
1: and why do you not ever hear when it's the defense budget the same kind of concern by the fiscal conservative crowd of the cost of this is too expensive why Don't you hear that? If you want to give like a few million to some program that's going to benefit some poor folks, oh, the hand drinking. Too expensive. If you want to do something about the high cost of prescription drugs or college debt forgiveness or family leave policies – Or anything that helps children and families and homeless people and old people.
0: We can't afford that. So why?
1: When it comes to money that will go, and we know the Pentagon wastes. Will go to weapons never used, to uh, any little thing that's got the generals excited about possibilities of war in the future.
0: Money will come in. Yeah. Why? And I also want
1: to point something out after Biden and Putin spoke yesterday. We are not, the United States, by design, are no longer presenting
0: a macho figure to the world, Donald Trump started pulling
1: wanted to pull troops out of everywhere, and he knew that a lot of Americans are saying why why are we the policemen of the world?' Why do we have to pay for that? Why can't these other countries step up and defend themselves? To hell with this. And that resonates. And then when Joe Biden comes in, he continues. He does what Trump didn't do. He pulls him out. And so the world watching knows that the American people just as Trump knew and Biden knew, the American people have no stomach anymore for all these damn wars,
0: which we never seem to win. Never. And David Leonhard
1: points out That given that obvious fact that America's done with it, then why should
0: China worry that the U.S. will go to war? They grab Taiwan.
1: We're totally clamped down on Hong Kong. U.S. is going to go to war? No. And why would Vladimir Putin not have his army arrayed along that long, long border with Ukraine? Very. I mean, I like he's doing it in the stealth of night. This is very open. talking to the American president yesterday. The American president said, if you do that,
0: we'll have uh, banks
1: close down on you. We won't fire a shot, but we'll try to hurt you economically, because we have no war anymore. So the United States, by now pulling back in this way, has lost the leverage of intimidation of using the biggest military in the world, which is obviously still ours.
0: We're now into stern warnings.
1: But make no mistake that Russia and China's increasing shows of aggression is a direct result of their acknowledgement that the United States is in a weaker position
0: by its own design And it reminded me
1: of a was a tweet that I saw which I thought. Oh boy, yeah, that is absolutely right on the money. And it was about the fact that while so many of us Americans are exhausted and are tuning out,
0: can't take it anymore,
1: China. Russia, are watching us more intently than we watching ourselves. And they are licking their chops because they both saw how easy it
0: is. Just do
1: a little bit of disinformation, a little bit of work here and there, and you can turn Americans on each other with the willingness of one of its major parties to work with you on it. You can help destroy trust in their electoral system. You can have Americans destroy themselves from within. You don't need To make war, because the Americans, it turns out,
0: will destroy themselves. If
1: anybody disagrees with that, I'd love to hear your argument. Because that's the truth. That's the truth. Hey, little... Relief. So I understand somebody's been arrested for. Uh, oh, we've got. Excuse me. I mean, before I get up on this, um, we got a call, and let's go right to the phones. Hello.
3: Hey, Lynn, it's Mike in USC. Hey. So just backtrack a little bit about government contracts and why they can't say we're no longer at war. So why do we still need money? Um, the first part is because business is involved. So the government says, I'll just take this as an example. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll need 400,000 MREs, meals ready to eat, for the next five years. And we've awarded that contract to Del Monte Foods. The war is over. They don't need 400,000 of them anymore. But Del Monte Foods still has a contract with them. Now, and a it's year a later. Goal. Yeah. Well, it depends how it's written. So all the contracts I've been on, you get a yearly renew. And so when that contract is for renew, they can get rid of that contract. But it's not as simple as, okay, we don't need this anymore, thanks. It's not like ordering things off of Amazon. You're in an agreement with a company to provide this service for the government, and you can't all of a sudden say, nope, we're going to avoid these contracts. I mean, you could, but then people would be less likely to get into business with the government. Also part of this addition is that the military is getting a 3.5% increase and they should service people, particularly privates and specialists and all the people down in the bottom make really not a lot of money, 16, 17, $20,000 to risk their lives. And in Pittsburgh, that might be a livable wage, but you know, try going to California and living on that. So, um, that's part of the increase too is that. Finally, maybe that's the military people, um, service people will get a bump in pay. So 3% really doesn't give them on par with, you know, risking their lives. So it's complicated, but it's really because business is involved. Before, during World War II, the government just made specialists make meals ready to eat. So when you didn't eat them anymore, you just stopped making them. Um, But, you know, that's not the way things work anymore. And also, (laughs) the power brokers are the ones that are saying, you can't get rid of our contract. You know, right. So rich people,
1: again, rich people. Well, again, right. And a government that serves the interests
3: of rich people and their corporations, right? Right. And via stock. So if I had stock in General Dynamics and... then they lose all their contracts. The stock goes down and me as a rich person who just sits back and watches my portfolio grow, doesn't get any income. And it's yeah. a, so that's their complaint. And it's complicated. Nothing in the military or government is easy. And it's designed to be that way.
0: So anybody, you know, I like, just,
3: yeah. so anybody like Dr. Oz? Who says I can be a senator because I was on a talk show has no concept of how complicated the government is. And it's why we got Donald Trump and why we're in the mess we're in, because people think, hey, it's just like a business. No, it is not just like a business.
1: No, it definitely is not. And has always been a specious argument. And by the way, this is a country. Let's be clear. So when the military budget goes up and people say it's because we're finally going to give a measly 3% raise to uh, some of our the people who are actually risking their lives, um, the reality is, is that most of that money has nothing to do with those poor folks, nothing right. to do with it. And this is a country in which the pay of chief executives has risen almost a thousand percent since 1978 the typical american workers pay in that same period 12 percent
3: but lynn those rich people deserve it the poor people oh, it's yeah. their fault that they're poor they should have studied harder in school they should have taken more risk they shouldn't have had babies out of the way box. it's their fault that we haven't all risen to Jeff Bezos' um, level of wealth. Yeah. Sure. Unbelievable.
1: All right. Well, thank you. God knows when it comes to the labyrinth and
2: horror <laughs> of
1: of American governance, you have some uh, experience. I thank you for that. Sure. Anytime. Bye. Bye. Nice to hear from you. Bye. Bye. Um no, I was gonna um share with you uh before the call that the one thing that, you know, did make me laugh today was the psych like, wonderful visual <laughs> of Fox's Christmas tree on fire. And I understand some guy has been arrested. Uh, uh. Um but as soon as that thing got posted on Twitter, all hell breaks loose. And what happens is you see there are so many people out there who are just, they're funny. So they they respond in ways that make you laugh. And I, I had a lot of laughs uh, this morning watching some of the Twitter comments uh, with the video of the, the Christmas tree ablaze, such as. I may be an atheist, but I know a sign from God when I see one. Or, oh, my God, someone called the fire department
0: in a week or two.
1: Here's another. Aha, the Jewish space lasers have made the first strike in the war on Christmas. Yeah. I don't know how I don't have the energy or the stomach to turn on Fox to see how they're up there dealing with this, but if it's gonna be yeah war you know and and then oh there's people saying it's a false flag operation it's a, this it, it is just yeah, and it doesn't matter, you know reality doesn't matter anymore, so Fox will spin it however they want, other others will have some fun with it. Others will be very serious and decry, decry it. I saw one and I forgot exactly what it said, but it was a take on the take off on, uh, you know, the only thing that stops a man with a gun is another man with a gun. <laughs> Somebody suggesting, quick, find another guy with a lit match. Uh... God it's odd to be alive and witnessing in real time this dissolution
0: it's something I don't think many of us if any thought we would see
1: um and it's sobering and frightening and all those things but every once in a while <laughs> every once in a while you can laugh
0: because we are as a
1: nation beyond parody now nowhere near parody but beyond parody I mentioned the other day uh that there I had seen that foghorn leghorn uh senator from Louisiana whose name happens to be John Kennedy which when I first started hearing about him I got so mixed up what John Kennedy said what uh he's not those Kennedys and uh he was questioning uh, one of biden's nominees who uh who biden picked for a major banking regulating job and um, man this guy kennedy was drilling her turns out she was born i thought it was china not she was born in russia in the Soviet Union. She was born in the Soviet Union, the commie Soviet Union. And he was asking her if she had ever been a member of a communist group. It was so bizarre. It was like, you know, it was like, wait a minute. The McCarthy hearings are back. Look at this. And the reality is, is that this woman, and he knew about this because the very helpful Wall Street Journal editorial page had suggested very darkly that this woman, whose last name is Omarova, that her Soviet childhood was a clear indication that she could not be Hostage, especially with capitalist banking
0: regulations. And so,
1: man, they went after her. And Kennedy was like asking, and so you joined a communist youth group? Well, it's not you joined, you had to. It's not like it's as if boy scouts and girl scouts in America was not something that was, you know, voluntary, it was mandatory. She said, "Yes, as a child before my parents got the, you know, got us the hell out." Um, yeah, I was in that uh, little Soviet children group. And did you
0: ever resign? And, you know, no. Her parents and she
1: left the country. She actually said at one point, I don't know, because she's a professor somewhere, I really don't know whether to call you professor or comrade.
0: Our own senator, Patrick
1: F. and Toomey, uh, said that... Uh, Her ideas were radical for America's financial system. So what has changed? She was born in the Soviet Union, and consequently, even though she's got the skills, the qualities, the smarts, all of that, she cannot serve because she cannot be trusted. It's actually because for some regulation. And you don't have to be born in the Soviet Union and have been in, you know, Soviet youth groups to favor that position. Well, it shouldn't surprise you if you didn't know it that she wrote a letter to the White House and the president saying she was resigning from consideration because it was no longer tenable for her to seek the position, because clearly she wasn't going
0: to be. She wasn't going to get through.
1: Hey, I want to stop right there and ask you a question. When I said she wasn't going to be, and then I stopped and went back and said she wasn't going to get through. How many of you immediately recognized that I'd hit that horrible wall that happens to you as you get older where you couldn't think of the word? Now, I realize now the word I I really couldn't find was confirmed. She withdrew because she knew she would not be confirmed. But as I spoke to you, I said she withdrew because she wasn't going to be And then I stopped because the word wasn't there. And so I came up with another. I backed up and did it in a different way. And it occurred to me (laughs) that I'm sure that with me, listening to me now in my dotage, that the more empathetic of you, often... for me because you know how I speak and you can hear that pause where you know I'm like rifling through all the gray matter in my head. I'm looking desperately for a simple word that I know and it is eluding me. And I know it happens to us all but it does happen more as you age. And uh talking extemporaneously in front of an audience, um I'm bound to be in that position quite often. And it's well, it ain't humiliating enough for me to stop, but uh I just want you to know and I wanna I wanna thank uh, those of you who are clueless about it and I want to um also thank those of you who uh empathize and sympathize and and can see it coming way before and probably are thinking oh come on Lynn and you're like you're like screaming the word at at me but I can't hear you I just want to say that that's an aside um a truly frightening thing I saw let me get it here the The horrible humans uh the totally i mean there's there's oh, Matt gates flanked by marjorie taylor green uh gosar and uh Bobert. a quartet so devoid of any redeeming qualities. You i anyway, Matt Gates, lest you think this can't happen, I just want to say Matt Gates has publicly said, let me get it here, I had it on my phone um, Matt Gates says that if the Republicans win back the house next year, is.
0: Certainly possible. People would say probable with the gerrymandering going on.
1: He will personally move to install as Speaker of the House not the guy who wants the job, McCarthy.
0: But Donald Trump.
1: And it turns out, in fact, you don't have to be a member of the House, an elected member of the House, to be named the Speaker. I don't know how often that ever happened, if it ever did. So he says he's going to bring Donald Trump in as, as Speaker. And that, that'll that be the end of that. Um. Everything that you hear like that, that just sounds so out of left field, so impossible, so you got to be kidding me. We now know you can't brush off, brush away, laugh. Ah, Remember just a few years ago when you laughed about QAnon? They believe what? Or the guy, yeah, the guy going into the pizza place looking for Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, sex-trafficked children. Uh, You remember those sweet, innocent days of yore?
0: Incredible. Incredible. Oh, guys.
1: All right. What do I got here? Ay, ay, ay. So the Kellogg's workers who've been striking in the United States as Kellogg's cereal, and I suppose other stuff, I don't know what else they make. Um, they've rejected the latest contract and seeing a lot of articles saying this shows the power of labor now. Well, I don't know, since Kellogg's has now said, fine, screw you, we're installing in your place, replacement workers. They're saying the job market is so tight that labor has this. And Kellogg's is saying, you're done. Okay, goodbye. We're done negotiating. It's not that many. It's like 1,200 strikers at a number of plants throughout the country, one, in, one here in Pennsylvania, not sure where. <laughs> and I, I just want to say that to you, that if, in fact, a company – uh which, and again r- remember uh what American workers get paid, <laughs> and remember, I don't know what exactly the c e o of Kellogg's made last year, just keeping that unbelievable disparity and chasm uh in front of you um, one thing I would do if I ate cereal. Would be to not buy any Kellogg product. I don't care if that's your cereal for the last fifty years of your life, but I gotta have my Frosted Flakes. I don't care. I would stop. We got a call,
5: and let's go right to the phones. Hello. I'm I, I'm getting exhausted being outraged, aren't you?
1: <laughs> well, of course. And that's what happens. people just tune out i, I know, um, but the other side ain't tuning out,
0: They're, yeah, I, they got I,
1: momentum, they got passion, which is why we're going to get our clocks cleaned
5: is isn't isn't that unique in in the history of humanity. I mean, oh. eventually people don't, I'm not, but what I'm saying I is it. eventually don't people like get fed up and they fight for what they believe in or is their passion, I guess, is higher than our passion. I, I guess. Well, I
1: think it. what happens is we are, despite the fact that we are a country in which a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck and all that, we are about as fat and comfortable uh, a nation as has ever existed.
5: So we just need to be really pushed to our limits before we... Well, no, we're so we're not, we're
1: just not, we're not. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, when things go wrong and we do feel, uh, we immediately uh, turn into, uh, well, Trump's space. That's what Americans do. They start looking for a scapegoat, and they decide that democracy doesn't work, and so uh, they go uh, full fascist. That's what America was always threatening to do. And we've always had that solid third or 40 percent of Americans who really didn't buy in to well, that, this idea of equality.
5: Well, that that's that's what I guess – worries me because, I like you were saying earlier, and this was really, you know, struck a chord with me when you said we, we used to laugh at QAnon. And I, I mean, I remember when, even when Trump was in the primaries in 2016 and at the end of 15, it's like, I mean, I was saying, why are people paying attention to this guy? This is a joke. Right. And boy, was I in for a surprise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, right. And and I think you said this before, you know, MSNBC and CNN are just as guilty as Fox News and everybody, right. all those other crazy right. people. They just they just love the viewership and the publicity. they love
1: the circus because they all made money and they're still loving the circus. I remember the head of CBS at one point when oh. Trump started running. Was that Leslie Moonbus at the time? Oh, yeah. He he flat out saying, I mean, this might be bad for the country, but it sure as hell is great for us. Yeah. Well, that's just uh, the way it is. I mean, that's the way it is. And I don't know how many different ways I can say it.
5: Well, th- th- this time of year, um, I mean... You said something the other day that I took the heart, and I'm sure it's not new. It was, I guess I hadn't remembered it before, but it sounds it's perfect, you because know, you see, yeah, you see all the put Christ back in Christmas signs. I think you said you're we're quoting somebody. I can't remember. I'd like to see Christ be put back in Christians or something like that. And right. That, right. That really strikes a chord with me because back when I was a Christian, when I was in you know, the church I was raised in, I mean, this type of behavior that is being exhibited by our leaders, the leaders of our country is – I don't think would be so it, – it's not just being accepted, it's being – Exhorted. It's being, yeah. This is who we are. It's like the, these people in the in the house, and you know the woman calling you know, these other house or uh, you know, these congressmen call, call, calling them Islamic terrorists. I mean, you don't. Who talks that way? I mean, I mean, yeah. I, now it's like the norm, and I'm like, no, that's not who we are. But I, I guess it is.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
5: I know. I just, well, I it's ex- like ex- I just, ex- ex- exhausting me, is what I said. It's just okay. like okay.
1: I know, of course. It's right. exhausting you. Have you seen America's blood pressure is way up, especially women. Right. Uh, it's killing us. I mean, this is just it's it's making us sick, which is why people do to- tune out. But tuning out could make us dead.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know what else. But hey, thank you for the call. It's we're uh, of time here.
5: Unfortunately, we're, okay. we're preaching to the choir these days because we know, don't listen to each other. So, that's right. All right. Well, that's
1: right.
5: I try to enjoy the rest of your day.
1: <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.
5: <laughs>
1: Bye. Yeah. Well, I remember with Bill Clinton, they always used to say he, he compartmentalizes his life. So he's able, you know, to be this charming, you know, this and then a strong leader and a this and then he's able to, you know, screw around on his wife, and then he's able to, you know, say, you do this, and he he was able to like keep parts of his life in different compartments. Uh that's a great little trick if you can do it. I can't, and I suspect that people who can end up being a little bit, uh, I don't know, like Bill
0: Clinton. I
1: guess I'm done, guys. Um, more ways than one. All right. I do intend to attempt to enjoy uh, the rest of my day, and I, I hope you do uh, as well. Okay. I'll talk at you again tomorrow. Toodaloo.
0: Lynn Cullen Live.